Shohei Otani is the modern-day Babe Ruth. When it comes to Otani, though, is he more valuable as a batter or a starting pitcher? We'll discuss that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my brother and my co-host, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo, what's up? You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we will be there. Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, you know, if you do all that, it helps us go a long, long way. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to, you know, subscribe, like, and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Guys, once again, you know, not to sound like a broken record here, but Matt and I are getting super, super close to the 1,000 subscriber mark here on YouTube. Just past 700 the other day. Thank you for everyone that has subscribed so far. Um, but if you like us, if, even if you're new here, if you have some friends that like fantasy baseball with uh, drafts coming up right around the corner, we please ask if you could share our podcast with them or even just friends that like regular baseball because we talk a lot of baseball around here. And we truly appreciate it. And we got a lot of cool stuff, stuff coming up this year, a lot of shows, giveaways, a lot of fun stuff. So please, please, please. And thank you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Now, this is what Matt and I do. We're so excited to be here starting pitcher rankings. If you were with us last year, we did a great job helping you find uh, you know, a lot of breakout starting pitchers, such as Christian Javier, Nestor Cortez, and amongst many, many other, Tristan McKenzie, amongst many, many other names. And we're going to do the same for you guys this year. So stay locked on for our starting pitcher rankings episodes. Now, Matt, who is the number one starting pitcher right now? And I think it's a little bit of a caveat here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, so – I mean. I don't agree with ADP, but we're going to start off with him. And that's Shohei Otani is the number one pitcher going off the board. Which, now now that I think about it, it really just could be the fact that in, like, Fantrax, NFBC, um, and then CBS, the option is to have him as the same player. Yeah. Because then he's the number one player in the game. Like, that's it. Like, you know, he's your number one pick. You know, you get the, you know, top five arm with a top, top ten bat combo for one pick, you know. That two for one deal special at uh you know Burger King or five dollar foot long type deal like that's what Shohei Otani is. But as a pitcher though, like if it's just a pitcher and you're playing on like um if your league decides to separate them because you can choose to do that in um CBS or if you just play on Yahoo like we do, he's you know two different players, pitcher and and batter. Then you know he's he's not too far off from one. I have him at three. Um, or did I, I just lied. Actually, I think I have him at, I have him at four. I apologize. Like, cause Shohei is really good, but it's just one of those things where I just, he's not the number one, like Corbin Burns is my number one, but let me cover him at the player as a pitcher for this year. Right. Um, there's just so much going on in his page. It's really hysterical. The guy's just got everything going on. 
Um, Matt, I got his stats here ready. If thank you, want. you, because it's just showing so, batting for me. Yeah, last year, Shohei Otani as a ah. starting pitcher, 15 wins, 9 losses, a 2-3-3 ERA, 28 starts, 166 innings, 219 Ks, and a nice and clean 101 whip. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, that's solid. And, you know, I think the 166 is almost the limit. I don't foresee him getting higher than that. And, you know, that's the only downside. But at the same side of that is, yeah, you might not get the two start weeks, but you're going to get the K per nine that's going to be up there with the with the top end talent in the top five pitchers. So that's where I'm like, okay, I could take that. And also, too, he has great, you know, ERA and whip. So, like, you really got nothing to really worry about with him. I just – I love Shohei, and I think he's a great pitcher this year. Just not at number one overall, unless he's a single player with both uh, both eligibility. Yeah, Matt, you, you nailed that one. I have Otani as my number seven starting pitcher overall. He just won uh, MVP of Pool B in the World Baseball Classic. He's absolutely raking as far as hitting goes, and he's been dominating as far as pitching goes over there. He throws not, almost 98 miles an hour consistently, super, super hard thrower. He's one of the best players in baseball, if not the best. Like I said at the opening, modern-day Babe Ruth. But let's keep it pushing here. And uh, as you guys can see, I, I had to throw my, my Corbin Burns jersey on well, with the Brewers fitted. And uh, he's just an absolute beast, Corbin Burns. He's one of my favorite uh, pitchers as far as you know all time honestly i just love what the kid does he's been one of my keepers in my big money fantasy league since he came up uh, but let's cover what he did last year specifically you know in his um his first like really really uh, you know big inning year last year corbin burns 294 era 33 starts 202 innings 243 k's and 0.96 whip corbin burns has just been locked in for the last 3 years uh, since he you know was arguably the worst pitcher in baseball in 2019. Uh, there's not much more to say. He's got filthy stuff. He's absolutely dominant. I have Colton Burns as my number one starting pitcher, as my brother Matt does as well. There's not much to add here. You take him as number one starting pitcher, and that's it. You just walk away very happy. He can throw, you know, 200 inning, innings seems like a lot for him almost as long as he stays healthy. Not much yeah. else I could say. Just take him high and be happy. Yeah, I mean, Corbin Burns is great. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't find myself drafting a lot just based off of how you see we draft on this show. But, you know, if I leave the draft with him as my one, I'm, I'm very happy. But anyway, let's move on because you did a great job there, Don. Let's talk about Mr. Thank Garrett you, Cole of the New York Yankees. Um, Garrett Cole is great. You know, you don't really have too much to say about him other than really just like, hey, like, you know, what's this year going to look like for him? I mean, he's on the Yankees. He is just didn't have that kind of star-studded ERA like he did in 2021 where he had a sub three. I didn't expect him to have a sub three, but I did expect him to have a lower ERA. Um, I'm sorry. I looked at his <laughs> guys. I'm all over the place. Um, I, not a sub three. I didn't, didn't ex he had a 323 uh, last year ERA. I didn't expect him to have a three five this year. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect him to have a 350 this year. I think that was a little more high and inflated for him um, where I think maybe that comes down this season, and that's why he's my number three pitcher this year. Um, Garrett Cole is incredible. I mean, the you know you can't really count on wins, but he's a, he's one of those pitchers that like almost have at least fifteen built into him with that twenty upside wins. 
So like Garrett Cole is like a really high end pitcher for that. And of course, you know, the strikeouts are there last year. He had 257. The year before that, he had 243. So, you know, his numbers are outrageous in the in those aspects, and his whip will never kill you. I love Garrett Cole, take him with confidence, and you know, that's why he's my number three guy. Yeah, Matt, we're in sync on Garrett Cole. I have him as my number two starting pitcher. The thing I've been saying about Garrett Cole, and, you know, if you don't know, I, I'm going to inform you. When Aaron Judge was going from, you know, 59 to 62, they were giving uh, a, a little bit more of a juice ball. Not so much as, like, the one from, like, 20, you know, 19, uh, 2020. The, you know, they were giving him a, a ball that was just a little bit more juice than the average ball. So Garrett Cole had to pitch with that ball as well, which I think caused him to give up a few more home runs than he normally does. And go, moving on, he has one of the highest strikeout rates in all of baseball. I believe he led the major leagues last year in, in strikeouts. I think that 350 turns into like a low threes or maybe even a sub three ERA. The wins like Matt said could possibly be there on the Yankees. Going to win a lot of games this year. And he always had a stellar whip. And like I said, I have Garrett Cole ranked as my number two. Currently, he is coming off the board as the number three starting pitcher. Pick 16.8 overall. If you want to measure number one, I think he's a very, very good pitcher. Yeah, buddy. Um, You know, before we move on here uh, and we talk about the rest of these great names that we have to talk about here. We have to talk about a sponsor here. Here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. Now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you don't get your, your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Now you can bet on everything from money line, points drained, and um, threes drained. I mean, you can't can't beat that. And plus, they allow you to combine multiple bo- uh, bets and odds to, to do a same-game parlay. So don't miss on your chance to get your get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. If your first bet doesn't win, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get started today. Make everything more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Dom, without further ado, um, you know, let's move on here. Let you uh, snag this guy here. I feel like uh, yeah, yeah, somebody you want to uh, talk about. That's Sandy Alcantara, right? The, so the thing with this, Matt and I have been having a lot of off-air talks about Sandy Alcantara, and Matt's made some very good points on him as far as – and I've heard this before. If he doesn't get that volume of throwing, you know, 200-plus innings, the strikeouts are, uh, you know, usually under a K per nine. The ERA is always going to be good, but he is a career 310 ERA, which, you know, I mean, if you're going to – like a lot of people have him ranked as the number one starting pitcher, it's a little high. But, I mean, last year with that 228 across 228 innings. Well, that's funny. He threw 228 innings and his ERA was 228. That's actually pretty cool. Uh 207 strikeouts though. The whip was, you know, sub 1 at a 098. So, you know, and he won 14 games last year. So, he, there's not too much of a knock on Sandy Alcantara. He throws one of the hardest throwers in the league. He averages around 98 miles an hour. And I currently have Sandy as my number 3. I think, you know, he's still in that top, you know, echelon of starting pitchers. You could take him with confidence. He's coming off the board currently as number four starting pitcher, pick 23 overall. I'm not mad at you if you take Sandy as your ace because I think he has, you know, tremendous upside as he's shown us last year. Yeah, I mean, Sandy's stellar. I'm not hiding from him. I'm just being aware of where I draft him and, you know, what the downside could be by drafting him, right? Like, you know, you you just you don't want to get stuck with a guy that if he doesn't, if he gets hurt or – 
if they don't let him go as many innings this year, that's where you're going to lose those statistics. Um, it doesn't matter as much as in head to head, but if you're, when you're playing in a roto league where, you know, you're just based off of the categories, that's a guy that can hurt those numbers. And that's where you may want to, you know, you know, swerve around him and kind of go to somebody that has more of a solidified K per nine rate. Let's move on here to Mr. Jacob DeGrom. Mr. Dangerous is what I'm th- I'm feeling about him because, you know, he's not the safest pick this year. Um, you know, yeah. DeGrom just, I mean, right now he's, he's playing in the world baseball classics. He's, he's, he had a good season last year, no, but just, he's, he's not, he's not, not, ah, uh, what the hell, what am I looking at? Here? No. Yeah. He's, He's uh he uh, he I will throw out this quick he he pitched in the minors I believe it was yesterday struck out five allowed one run over two innings he's actually looking pretty sharp but it's just tough with him as far as the injury injuries do go. Sorry, I was looking at the an article from twenty from Mad you're Long good. Ago. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Sorry, guys. You guys should be used to it by now. But um, last year, you know, him being hurt and coming off the <laughs> coming off the garbage. He only pitched 64 innings. Again, that could be another reality this year. But, you know, when he pitches, he's the best pitcher in baseball because he had 64 innings and 102 strikeouts. He had a 213 – no, I'm sorry, that's his fifth – a 308 um, ERA. So, you know, you you can't really get mad at DeGrom when he's healthy. You can only get mad when he goes down. So that's the question here. What's his longevity? Is he worth this high pick? In my opinion, what are we talking? One, two, three, four, fifth pitcher off the board? That's a little absurd. I have DeGrom at 12, and even then, I'm, yeah, and even then, I'm just like, I don't know if I feel comfortable walking away with him as my number one pitcher, because, I mean, it's not a matter of if he's going to get hurt at this point. It's when. He's a straight-up flanges guy. My guy's flanges are so weak that, you know, he gives Alberto Montesi a run for his money. So, it, it's bad, and sorry, guys, if you don't know flanges, that's just me calling somebody injury-prone. It's just funnier. Um, so, you know, let's just get that guy, you know, I don't know what it, whatever it is, a shot of uh, stem cells or whatever, but the ground stay healthy because people are drafting you as your number, their number one pitcher. Yeah, with, with the Grom, it's just that if he stays healthy, if he gives you 160 innings, he's, he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball. I don't think there's really a doubt about that. Just as Matt said, it's the injuries. We don't know what he's going to, you know, be capable of. But last year in his 64 innings, he had 102 strikeouts, 308 ERA, and a 074 whip. And since 2018, he's had a sub one whip every year. Uh, he's one of, once again, one of the hardest throwers in baseball averages around 99 miles an hour. That's partially why his, you know, he's had the problems with his shoulder. Like last year, he had the stress reaction in his scapula of his right shoulder. So it's just risk. I have him at my number five starting pitcher. I'm, I'm right there with ADP. I think you got to take him there if you want him. But, uh, you know, that's enough here about, um, you know, Mr. Jacob DeGrom. Let's talk about another one of my boys and a uh, hometown guy from Matt. And that's Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is such a, like an enigma. I feel like he's an on again, off again, every type of year guy. Uh, I, I do like him though. I kept him in one of my, you know, big leagues this year. And I'm just hoping that he keeps rolling from last year. Cause he had a pretty, pretty solid year last year. Wins weren't there. He went 11 and 13. He had a three, two, five ERA, 32 starts, 205 innings, 235 Ks, which is wonderful. And he had a sub one whip of a Oh nine, six. That's again, That's Aaron Nola. We're talking about here. I currently have Nola as my number 12 starting pitcher. He is coming off the board a bit higher. As we mentioned, he's the sixth overall starting pitcher, pick 31. I still think he has that ace upside, especially for a 12-man league. Not somebody I'm targeting as high as he's coming off the board as far as ADP goes because he is usually a little bit higher in the ERA department. 
Yeah, I mean, Nola's great. You can't really go wrong by drafting him. Um, I, the only thing I'll say is I have him a little bit lower. I have him at 13. That's my only caveat. I just, here's the thing. Nola, Nola's awesome, but, like, if I'm picking between him and Wheeler, I'm picking Wheeler every day. Um, but too. that's just me. I just don't feel comfortable walking away with the draft. With him as my number one starting pitcher, unless I have a boatload of talent sitting uh, in, in the bats category, or if I go pitcher pitcher just to back up, back it up, because it, it's just it's a little dangerous. Um, you don't know what you get get with the, with him. Um, but yeah, let's move on here. Let's talk about Mister Spencer Striders in the same division. Somebody was really exciting, a waiver wire darling last year, Dom's boy, and you know, yes sir, he had a great season, eleven wins, you know. Uh, 202 strikeouts, Jesus, in 131 innings pitched. Um, that's stellar. He's a monster with a 2.67 ERA and a 0.99 WHIP. Like, kid just had an astronomical season, and I don't know if we're gonna see that kind of crazy, crazy um K per nine rate because that's just that's like above like what I I mean the only person I've ever seen even come close to that is Scherzer. So I mean. Like, if he starts doing that, like, on a reg, like, this kid's going to be the number one pitcher going into the next season. So that I can understand why he's going that high. I actually only have him in my rankings one spot below at eight. So I think Strider is, you know, definitely worth the pick at this point. He is an incredible talent. The only thing and the only downside for him is how many innings are they going to let him go this year? So are they going to let him hit 150? Are you going to let him hit 160? Are you going to let him just go and go 190? Because last year, the only reason he had 135 innings because at the end of the season – his, uh, I don't know if it was his shoulder or elbow or something that got really sore, and they had to shut him down for the last two weeks of the season. So I don't know if he can handle the workload, and I'm kind of mad at him too because I was supposed to be at the the game where he was pitching against the Phillies. Um, so I was kind of pissed. But anyway, I just my 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 long story short is you know Strider just let's see how many innings he pitches. It's the only downside for scooping him. Yeah, I mean. My thing is, is I think he repeats. I think he's going to be one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. It's the stuff. The fastball is absolutely elite. Averages around 98. Uh, the slider is absolutely dominant. His changeup is actually sneaky good. He only threw it about 5% of the time last year. But if he gets that up to maybe 10% of the time just to keep hitters a little bit more balanced, I think you know he's going to just keep doing more of the same. Uh, not really too much I can add to what Matt said, except I have him as eight, my eighth starting pitcher as well. Right now he's coming off the board as the number 34 pick overall. I think that's a great pick. I think you could take Strider as your ace and feel very comfortable. Once again, as far as the innings go, as Matt mentioned, I think he could you know, potentially get up to, uh, my guess would be 160, 170, kind of like Corbin Burns in his first few years. He kept building up, building up, building up. I think uh, you know Strider does more of the same. But uh, let's, keep, let's uh, keep it moving over here. And next up, we got Justin Verlander, right? Now, Justin Verlander is somebody that's super, super interesting. You know, he uh, had an absolutely monster year last year. I don't think too many people saw it coming. I mean, I kind of had an idea that he would, but I wasn't. I didn't think that he was going to do what he did. Uh, Justin Verlander has a 39-year-old, 18 wins, four losses, 175 ERA, 28 starts, 175 innings, 185 Ks, and an 0.82 whip. That's interesting too. What's up with this correlation with ERA and innings? Uh, Sandy threw two two eight at uh, you know two two eight inning two two eight ERA two two eight innings. Justin Verlander one seven five ERA one seventy five innings. That's super interesting to me. I don't know where that's coming from, but I love the old man. You know he's uh, he's he reminds me of Nolan Ryan. I think this guy's just going to pitch until his arm falls off like Nolan Ryan did. 
I currently have Verlander as my number four starting pitcher, and he's been absolutely, uh, I believe, dominant so far uh, for the Mets in, uh, in you know in spring training. Six innings, eight Ks, 0.78 WHIP, two eight four ERA. Take the guy with confidence. I think he's an absolute stud. Yeah, Verver is great. I think he's my number two pitcher going in this year. I made the mistake of you know not picking him and. Yeah, that bit me right in the rump. So um, instead, I got Lance Lynn, um, and we all know what happened with him. Anyway, let's just move on to somebody I'm really excited about this year, and that's Mr. Shane McClanahan. Um, Shane is just one of my favorite pitchers going into this season. He follows, if you guys have been listening for a while, he follows a trend that I like to see in young pitchers, right? Um, You know, Spencer Strider just blew that trend up and just exploded. McClanahan's kind of following that basis, right? And my tier that I base it off of is essentially what Shane Bieber did, right? Got that cup of coffee. First full season was great. And that third season was outrageous. So I think that the same thing's going to happen with Shane McClanahan. Um, you know, in 2021, he had 123 innings pitched. He had 141 strikeouts and a 343 RA. Of course, you want to see that and you know, a guy getting like his first licks in the bigs, right? In 2022, last year, he had 166 in his pitch. He had um, 194 strikeouts, and he had an ERA of 254. Now, Shane also did struggle with some injuries last year, and that's why everybody's a little bit down on him this year, and I can understand why the ADP is where it is. You know, he didn't look so hot coming off the injury, but you know what? It takes a little bit for a guy to, you know, especially a young guy uh, trying to really make it in the league and having his having the season he was to really just come back and be himself. You know, it's not, it's not like it's, it is his first rodeo. Let's put it that way. So I think this year he comes back, he makes his adjustment, learns how to adjust with his injury and just picks up where he left off before he got hurt. And is just the great pitcher that he is. And he's my number seven pitcher going into this year. I love Shane. Yeah, man, I, I like Shane McClanahan, too. Don't get me wrong. I, ha- I had him his rookie year in most of my leagues, and he was very helpful. And, you know, he's very, very studly-like. My thing is, is just that, you know, he was coming off that shoulder impingement last year. Um, How long? He was out for a little bit. He was out for around a month. And down the stretch, he just wasn't the same guy. So his last, I believe it was uh, 10 games, 9 starts, one of those he came out of the pen, was from July 31st to October 1st. He threw 48 innings. He only had 48 strikeouts. He had a 4-4-4 ERA. Uh, you know, it just the whip was was fairly high as well there. And I just want to see him do it one more time. I need to see him do it one more time before I move him into that top 10 and I anoint him one of the best pitchers in baseball. He has the stuff to do it, don't get me wrong. I just have him at 15 currently. I prefer him as my SP2 over my SP1. But don't get me wrong, Shane McClanahan is a very, very studly, studly pitcher. We're going from a young guy to a, an old vet that's a stud, and that's Max Scherzer. Now, Max Scherzer is, uh, you know, a little bit concerning coming into this year, even though I do have him ranked pretty high. I have to move it down a little bit. He's just kind of been giving up a lot of, you know, um, hits in spring training. And he's also, you know, um, it's just really the hits, actually. He hasn't actually walked anybody. So, so far in spring training, the ERA is great, one nine three ERA. You see that, and you're like, oh, he's been great. But a one seven one whip. The control is not there right now. Maybe he's trying something. Maybe he's working on something. I haven't seen any quotes yet. But you know, um, we'll we'll see. We'll keep you updated here as the information comes out. Last year he did only Max Scherzer only threw one hundred and forty five innings, although the numbers were great. 
229 ERA, 11 wins, 5 losses, 23 starts. And in those 145 innings, Scherzer struck out 173 and had a 090 whip. That is why I currently have Scherzer ranked as my number six starting pitcher. I do like him a lot. Currently, you can get him lower than that. Currently, he's coming off the board as a 10th starting pitcher, pick 36.8. I'll take him there all day, to be honest with you. I just want to make sure he's fully, fully healthy, though, which is a little bit of a concern with uh, his old age. He currently is thirty, going to be 38 years old. Yeah, I mean... Uh, let, let's see what happens with Scherz. I mean, we're all waiting for that other shoe to drop. I just don't foresee it happening. He's too good. I feel like even if you take him down 10% of what he's done, he's still a top 10 arm. So, you know, I'm still drafting him with confidence unless he completely falls off a cliff. Um, let's see what happens. Um, you know, he's more of the one of the more riskier picks, but I'm still drafting pretty highly. I think I have him at... I'm at six, so I'm very... <laughs> Very, very confident in drafting. Yeah, him in a we're lot actually, of we're in sync. We're in sync on Scherzer. We're in sync. Yeah. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Brandon Woodruff. Um, you know, I if you were one of the owners like I was last year, you were very disappointed and worried in the beginning of the season. You weren't sure why he was starting off so slow, why he was getting so lit up. But then we found out he had rainoids. And if anybody doesn't know what rainoids is, it's when your fingers stay very cold, your tips. And... If you don't, if you're a pitcher, or if you don't, um, and you know what it is with your fingertips and how important they are to gripping the ball, um, when they're cold and they're numb, you're not really getting the right grip because you can't feel it right. So that was the problem with Brandon Woodruff. After it warmed up and they figured out what was wrong and how to how to really correct the issue for him, he lit up like a house on fire and he finished off the season really strong. Because last year he was, you know, that sec that second half and his his end of the year numbers were incredible. Um, let me read them off for you. In 153 innings, he had 190 strikeouts. Um, he had an ERA of 305, which is still phenomenal, even starting off how he did. Um, even the boot, he had 13 wins. And the whip the whip was a 107. So, I mean, Woodruff still finished out as an elite pitcher, even with the slow, slow start. And, you know, he's still going to be a, an, elite, an elite pitcher. He Right now, he's going as my... 10th pitcher i still i feel very confident walking away with him as my number one just because i know there's that strikeouts that's going to be there and that era and whip that's going to be absolutely solid every single day in and out as long as the long as the the rainoids are all figured out so draft woodruff with confidence yeah matt we're in sync i have woodruff at nine i love drafting him at my ace where he goes right now uh you know pick 40 almost, I think is a perfect spot for him. And that's where you sneak in that like fourth round and get your first starting pitcher. And it's for me, it's been Woodruff more often than not. As men- Matt mentioned, he's dealing with that Raynoid. So I think that held him back. I think Woodruff is due for a 200 inning season. I think this could be the year. I think he's overdue for that 200 inning uh, season. He could pick, be like 230 Ks, 15, 16 wins. The whip is always good for him, especially, you know, the last three years. It's been absolutely stellar. He can get you that back to that sub one whip. And I think as a 30-year-old, you know, he's still, he's still uh, you know, as you get a little bit older, you learn a little bit more. He's still got the great stuff. I think Woodruff is somebody that I, I particularly have particularly have been targeting as my number one pitcher in um, more leagues than not. But uh, we got our last guy up here, and that's somebody that Matt and I do both love. That's Dylan Cease. But I'll tell you this. I've consistently, consistently been moving him down. Uh, my starting pitcher rankings, and I think that's what, you know, consensus has been doing too. Uh, you know, when um, 
all the fantasy baseball experts were getting ready and back in like December and, you know, January, he was ranked as like a top, you know, like six, seven guy right now. ADP has him at 12 pick 43 overall. And I'm kind of right there with him. I actually moved Dylan Cease down to my number 16 starting pitcher. The thing is, is that he led the league, I believe, in unearned runs last year. There was a start where he had like seven unearned runs, another one where he had like, you know, like eight unearned runs. So those don't count against your ERA. So that's why Dylan Cease's ERA was a 2-2-0, uh, you know, 14, win, uh, 14 wins, eight losses, 184 innings, 227 strikeouts, and a 1-1-0 whip. Now, consistently, he's been – a well over a one-two whip in his career. I think Dylan Cease is more on like the Robbie Ray track than like a, a DeGrom or Scherzer track. I think he gives up a lot of walks. He gives up a lot of hits. You know, I, I just want to see, I, I want to see a little bit more from him, you know, this upcoming season just to see how he fares. And so far in spring training, he's been getting absolutely rocked. Like, I mean, like rocked. Uh, 37.13 ERA across two starts. He's only pitched two innings. Eight, eight hits, 11 earned runs, six walks, and the whip is a – no, this is this is not an ERA. This is a whip. 5.25 whip for Dylan Cease this spring. Might have to move him down a little bit more. He's he's making me very, very nervous, very, very Robbie Ray type um, uh, arsenal and look here from Dylan Cease in my opinion. Yeah, Dylan Cease is somebody that I've always loved. I don't I, – I think that personally we're going to see – See his ERA like a three five to three six. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that the strikeouts are real. I think that is where that is the the one thing that's been solidified in his career because you know he's always had yeah. a high strikeout rate. Because what last year two uh, two twenty seven year before that two twenty six. I don't know if you read that off. I'm sorry. Um, so like yeah. I, I'm pr- I'm pretty bullish on just like him in general, but I'm not overdrafting him because of the. You know, I'm not. I'm not expecting him to have elite ERA or WHIP. Just like Dom said, he's my 18th pitcher right now. So, I'm kind of yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. Um, you know, he's a great solid two. If you can get him as your three, your gold. Um, so yeah, Dylan Cease is the man. Draft him, but don't make him your one. Don't don't reach. Yeah, just he he's just bothers me so much. Like I said, very, very Robbie Ray type profile. I'd rather take Robbie Ray a little bit later if that's what you're looking for, you know, and then, then Dylan C says he's going fairly high. Do we read off what pick he's going? Yeah. Pick 43 is a little bit rich for my blood when it comes to Dylan Cease. but guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website. If you already haven't, it has Matt and I's rankings there. I know you guys need those rankings as you're headed into, you know, two of the biggest, the, the two biggest fantasy baseball um, draft weekends of the year. Um, guys, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. After you make us your first listen, make your second listen locked on Padres. Uh, our colleague Javier is an awesome host. He's great at what he does. He provides great information. You know, there's a lot of Padres, the sports fantasy baseball goes that you want to get your info on. We were on that show the other day. So go check out locked on Padres with our buddy Javier. And, guys, we will be back tomorrow with part two of our starting pitcher ranking. So make sure you are locked on for that one. So, guys, until then, see you. Peace.